Welcome to Boss Lady Energy. Boss Lady Energy. Y'all, we got that Boss Lady Energy. Welcome back to Boss Lady Energy. I am Kristen with my co-hosts Courtney and Nikki. What's up, girls? Hey, hey, another Monday. So today we're going to be talking about just our mental health and getting back into the world. And as we know it, it is very different. And just kind of juggling work-life balance now and our happiness even yeah. in general and and a little bit of losing so, your sense of self going back into the workplace I know this is something we're going to get into later that's something that I was I'm still kind of struggling with um you know I don't know how to be me and it's 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 a little it's a little scary you know um because I used mm. to be so routine and so regimented and you know it's almost like a twilight zone being back at work and you know it's it's bizarre but we'll talk about all of that coming up in mental health and you know stuff that we got to take care of ourselves trending yeah. uh you know, the Olympics and Simone yeah. Biles and Naomi Osaka. You know, we got lots to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think do. a lot are going to be able to relate to you, Nikki, and, you know, the the big topic going on right now. So I can't wait to get to that. All right. So first, let's let's uh, I want to get into Girl, Let Me Tell You. Maybe we're going to change things up a bit because I feel like we kind of lost our way with Girl, Let Me Tell You. It was supposed <laughs> to be our update segment for you guys. So we're going to bring that back. Girl, let me tell you. So tell me about your lives. What's going on, Court and Nick? Girl, I actually want to know about yours because you have this big renovation and all this stuff going on with your house that I'm very interested in. You know, I love all of the updates. So I'd love to start there. I'm sweating thinking about it. It is 100 degrees here where I am right now. I'm sure it is where you are too. But being out, I haven't been back to the house since I got back from vacation. And we are planning on renovating the kitchen next. That is our next biggest thing. So that I have been watching all of the videos on how to DIY paint your cabinets. Ooh. Okay, and sand them down. That is my job. I'm going to be doing that myself. So I got a sprayer. It's on its way. It should be here tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be spraying these cabinets. Wait, are you renting this? <laughs> Girls, no, I bought it because we're going to wow. stain some other some other things in the house too with it. So we bought it, and it was I got it on discount on Amazon, but I did a lot of research. So that's what's happening in my life. Renovating the kitchen is next, and it's hot as hell out there. That's why I brought up the heat. <laughs> Because that's uh, where I am right now. Kristen, you I'm have to follow this girl on Instagram. Uh, her her thing is frills and drills, and she just like redid her entire Ooh. pantry. Um, it just reminded oh. me you're doing everything DIY, and so did she for her entire home. And she literally um, shows you how to do it on a budget. So I was I followed okay, her now. randomly, and I meant pills. to tell you that she's she's really she's a boss babe for sure. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. That's Thank you. Awesome. I also love Rachel Metz. She is really amazing, too. She's somebody who Michael and I have, like, fallen in love with. Her name's Rachel Metz. Love it. And she lives out in Joshua Tree area, too. So oh. it's so nice to, like, see somebody also renovating, like, you know. Yeah, it keeps so, yeah. you motivated so you can keep going. No, I love it. And the kitchen is, like, the selling point for a mm-hmm. lot of places. So I'm excited that y'all are tackling the big one first. That's going to yes, be exciting so to see. Excited. So happy for you guys to see the tile that we chose. It is very, you would not expect it. I'm just, oh my God, I can't wait. Before and after photos are going to be so ah, anyway, Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Tell me about you two. I definitely don't have anything like groundbreaking. I'm not doing anything crazy right now. It's just same, same, different day. But something crazy happened to me the other day. I want to tell you girls about it. So 
I was mm. coming back from Chicago. I was um, at my girlfriend's bachelorette party for the weekend and coming back from Chicago. And these two kids, they're 19 years old. One was a you know a white girl and a, and a black male. And they're talking about how they're coming to, sh- to uh, LA and they're renting an Airbnb. But the girl was telling him about how she got all these different messages from different people in the house. So there's like a, a, a man and a wife um, who rent out this house and then they have three children. And the girl was saying all all this these people were saying was like, oh, no worries, what time ever, whatever, whatever time you come is totally fine. So they were renting out a place in like Manhattan Beach, El Segundo area. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, um, you know, when you come here, just bring beer. Like, just want to let you know, like, just bring beer. Like, no worries. Like, you can bring beer or flowers. That's what you can do for us. Like, it was just really weird. This girl's story. I'm overhearing this, right? Because, you know, I'm in, in the freaking <laughs> seat next to the window there, you know, out into the aisle. And I'm like, okay. So I'm Ooh. like texting my husband because I'm like, this girl keeps saying she's going to go there and her friend keeps trying to tell her, no, like we, we can't stay there. Like they had like a layover, I guess, in L.A. because they were going to Hawaii. So Jarrell is telling me to say something. He's like, you got to say something like this is like SVU. You watch this shit like we talk about this all the time about how these girls get taken and like all this stuff. Right. So mm. I I literally interrupt them. I'm like, I'm so sorry to like eavesdrop. But like, I just need to know what's going on because woman to woman, like I need to like understand your thought process this right now and she was like okay here's the thing so she recapped the entire story I'm probably missing a bunch of details but anyway I get on my computer before we go and I reverse Google image search the house there's multiple listings on Airbnb from different people (gasps) for this house and yes you guys when I tell you catfish I have no way. couple getting catfished? I have, you guys, when I tell you this was the weirdest thing, I had like something telling me, like, you got to say something, you got to say something, you got to say something, like punching me saying like, you got to say something like within me. I was like, I have to say something to this girl. Little do I know, these Women's two kids intuition. go to my go to my alma mater. They go to U of I in Chicago. They go to my, like my college. They like, you know, they they were talking about this the entire flight after that. She's like thanking me for like basically saving her from like this. I don't know what it was. And then Kristen, she just kept talking about spirituality. She gave me an amethyst, uh, like uh, (laughs) little crystal. Oh my God. She gave me a tarot reading on the freaking airplane. Nikki, Nikki, (laughs) you've been on my mind so much lately. The ether is calling you. You, oh my God. Okay. As I'm holding my crystal. I was was on the edge of my seat when Nikki was talking about all of that. That was her intuition. And then, Kristen, you're talking about the dang ether. Oh my God. It's. I'm like, (laughs) yes, the universe is speaking through you. They were like, save her. Save her. Wow. It was, you guys, it was so. Listen to the inner voice. When I tell Mm -hmm. you, it was so weird. Like the, the, the feeling I had to like save this girl. And it was just so, it was so weird that when you reverse Google image, image searched this house, multiple listings came up from Airbnb and they were different listers. What the French mm. toast. So scary. Wow. So anyway, like that's what happened to me family. recently. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I mean, that doesn't happen wow. every day. Wow. Uh-uh. We have a hero on our hands. I'm that glad you said, story. I'm really glad you said something though, Nick, because that's like, I, that's huge. This girl was not backing down to her friend. Her friend was not getting through to her. Mm-mm-mm. And he was like, don't go. He was like, like don't go. They, they had like a layover because they were going to Hawaii. So they were only going to be in L.A. for 20 hours. So they got like this cheap Airbnb. They were renting out a ho- a, like a, a room in a house. And this house looks like a mansion, you guys. Oh, no, you know Manhattan know. Beach. Like, no. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm like, no, that doesn't happen down in Manhattan Beach. They're not renting out rooms for Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt weird. But yeah. So anyway, this girl, weird. God bless her. And I hope she has a blast in Hawaii with her friend. But oh, Lord. Wow. wow. <laughs> God. 
Thank God she made well, it. Well, she's going to tell someone that you saved her one day. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely don't have either of those things going on. I was just going <laughs> to tell y'all some of like, you know, I'm always into like random stuff. If I'm not looking at home stuff and uh, finance things and whatnot, I'm always stumbling across like the weirdest stuff. And my husband's constantly saying that like, I'm just that person that finds odd things. Y'all know I found the Texas B works person yes. well, well before everybody was talking about her or featuring her. I was mm-hmm. on her stuff, finding the queen bee. And now, oh my God, like I, I'm pretty sure it was a Buzzfeed article but then I went into a deep dive on YouTube and it's about how you remove horseshoes and you clip the toe, the toes of the horse. It is so freaking oh fascinating. It is so fascinating. It looks so painful. No, listen, it's okay. so fascinating because it looks like it's so painful, but the fact that yeah. they're able to like put nails into their hoofs and like, they're like getting all this gunk out. It's basically like a horse pedicure, but it is so oh, yeah. brutal to look at. Y'all gotta go look it up on YouTube, but there's do, this one guy. The horses? <laughs> yeah, please tell us who you follow. Yeah, there's this one I guy I subscribe to. Oh man, I'd have to find his name for y'all, but he is, ooh, he is one of those country men that you just know has been doing this his whole life. He's been waiting for this moment. And it's really great. So when I find it, I will mention it to y'all, but it's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, what do they do with the horseshoes? Like, I don't understand why they put horseshoes on the horse to begin with. Why don't their hooves just work naturally? They do. They're born that way. I think it's a health thing. From question? what I was when I was watching, it's a health thing. So like their hooves can basically like, I, I don't know if it's anything to compare to human, but like, you know, how over time, like your nail beds, if you like bite on them, they kind of get lower and lower. I think it's similar right. for mm-hmm. Horses, if they're in certain environments, like they can, it's not good for their health. Don't quote and me; I'm not an expert here. Well, but, I thought the um, reason, the reason why also they have to get all that gunk out is because the horseshoe almost protects their their foot from all of that extra stuff mm-hmm. getting into those crevices that are important for them to walk. I don't know though; don't quote yes. me either. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I know. Yes, I but know. the guy that I mm-hmm. subscribe to is SNS Horseshoeing. Oh, he's good. He's really good. Um, so yeah, that's been my latest <laughs> obsession. Is, How did you find it? I don't know, girl. I find all kinds of stuff. Like I if I if if Google were to say what my personality is like, you wouldn't even <laughs> understand. You would think I was like four different people for real, for real. Yeah. Because I'm looking at stuff Are you that a Gemini. Yeah, I'm looking at stuff that like the the average person is just not getting on their feed, and I'm just I keep going. I just keep going. So uh, that's been my latest thing, and I really SNS enjoy it. SNS showing. Ow. Oh to no! To your transformation! Oh my God! Oh, don't Google it, guys! No, don't Google it. <laughs> oh, look at that horse like a, Oh, look at the before and after. Definitely oh do. Go watch them trim Open. and save the lives of horses' nails. It's really great. It's really, really wow. great. Um, but yeah, I enjoy stuff like that. So that's what I've been up to. Um, I really one really of like know you a lot better. <laughs> one of the several things I'm constantly talking about. If you are my mom, my husband, and maybe my dad, they're probably the only ones that know I like. I'm constantly finding all this random stuff. But hey, tis my <laughs> I, life. I love well, your random stuff because it's so like when you say random, it's random. Like you, I don't know what's gonna come out of your mouth when you were saying what I've been interested in lately, and I randomly found this. I'm like, oh gosh, what is it? <laughs> 
I'm like, is yeah. it the bee? I know it's not a hair tutorial or like a makeup tutorial. It's it's not that, you know, basic. No. It's something fucking she gets no. deep. That's she like, gets intricate. Yeah, that's like my in-between time. Like, you know, there's segments of the day. Like, you need your relaxation stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, it's the random stuff. Because I'm like, oh, I'm learning something new. And then when it's yeah, like the yeah. hair and like hair stuff recipes makeup like all of that is just a part of everyday life like you just need to go watch Mm -hmm. one of those every now and then maybe have it on your tiktok feed but these (laughs) kinds of things you get invested in for the day and then you feel like you did something new like i feel like i'm in grade school again you know yeah (laughs) so always a student (laughs) student of life yes student first (laughs) yes All right. Well, we're definitely not talking about any of that today, but I hope you enjoyed what (laughs) random things we all have been doing. Some have been more productive than others. Uh, But yes, (laughs) when I sip and I got my drink on hand, got some orange juice, some OJ. uh, Let's get to that, ladies. (laughs) Cheers. So Mm. when I sip this week is, you know, we're talking about losing your sense of self back in the workplace. We're talking about, you know, this episode's going to be Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, pushing their body, saying yes to prioritizing mental health. All of the things that have to do with a lot of um, generations that are kind of lacking uh, understanding. Um, There's a huge generational gap when it comes to mental health. I know we talked about this on an episode last season about how I feel like our parents don't understand um, us. Um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, saying like, we need a minute. Some parents don't, some people in the generation above us don't. But anyway, I'm back in the workplace. Recently there was, you know, Mm. our our shows wanted to start taping back into the office. Um, And I know I expressed to you girls, like I was struggling a little bit. I always have a routine and it's just because my day has been the same for the past eight years working at TMZ. We get up at the butt crack of dawn and we, you know, stop working mid-afternoon, but you really never stop working in news. So Mm -hmm. I my routine has kind of been thrown off because for the past year and a half, I've been working from my living room, from my desk, um, you know, right next to, to, to my husband every single day. And so I didn't really know how to be me back in the workplace. I'm still struggling with that. I've been in the workplace now for about almost a month. And it's, it's, it's like a twilight zone for me. I'm going back and it feels like COVID never happened. Like, I'm like, okay, mm, well, yeah. that person's still the same. That person's still the same. Everything we do is still the same here. Not that it wasn't going to change because we're a corporation who's been successful in what we do. But it was just, I don't know. I don't know how to be me if that do makes you sense. Feel like, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like you you feel like you've changed so much that you're like, what is happening? Like, that, I mean, I guess you just said that. It's It's like you've done so much work on yourself personally and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's in all the ways it seems. It sounds like it might be frustrating for you, Nick, because you've changed in a positive way. And not to say that others have changed in a negative way, but not changing is also frustrating when you've really evolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's just I shaking do. Shaking her head like, mm. yeah, no, I do. Yeah, no, I'm taking it all in because you know I do value like you guys' opinions because you do work in the same industry that I do. You know, sometimes when I express these things to you know, let's say you know my husband, he's like, oh no, you're good. Like you're good. You know, he's like, you got this. You're a boss bitch. You know, you got this. Like he's yeah, always hyping. Me, he's always hyping me up like that. And you know, when he knows, he knows that I'm not. You know, and so he, I've just lately, he's just been like, are you good? Are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I just, you know. Mm. 
since the mask mandate has come back to LA County, um, we've been able to leave after the show's taped. So we taped uh, TMZ and TMZ Live in the morning, and then we get to leave half day um, just because we have to sit in there yeah. with our masks on. And, you know, Harvey's been great to let us go. Um, so that's been great, that work-life balance of being able to still be in my home. But I don't even think it's about the whole working from home aspect. I think it's about what you, what you said, Kristen. A lot of people during the pandemic have just worked on themselves. A lot of people haven't. A lot of people have kind of stayed mm-hmm. the same. And for me, I just notice, you know, that shift that we talk about all the time of like priorities have shifted you know my scope and and how Mm -hmm. I look at things have shifted my mind has shifted what I want out of my life has shifted um goals and aspirations that I want have shifted so it's it's interesting I I really truly believe so many people have changed so it's hard to think that it's still the same um but I also think that corporations have I think corporations have an opportunity right now to see that their employees are happier having the balance like shooting and then going home and you're on call all the time anyway it just makes sense but like if you are a nurse or whatever thank you so much for your help your help during this time and all the time they don't have that either they don't have the work-life balance so it's kind of hard for us to like relate that to anybody and everyone Mm -hmm. in the workforce but from our perspective and even like teachers i can see them like doing some stuff in the morning and then going home part-time and and doing it from home just for safety and also wearing a mask for eight to nine hours a day is also not healthy breathing in your own carbon dioxide is definitely not and i'm sure in a few years we'll have lung issues and things will be even more escalated on other levels than just covid happening but you know that there's got to be some kind of balance there and i really hope that corporations are seeing that opportunity because the people at the top too i hope realized the um i, I like to call it the panoramic michael got me onto that instead of the pandemic because you got a panoramic view of what the f you care about and what's important and that the people that you work for are also important or people that work for you are important right and their happiness is right and so i just hope that this time there there is some reflection at the top that trickles down you know i think there will be reflection but i also think that's why there's an increase of people leaving these corporations because yeah, yeah. they want something else out of life and not necessarily it doesn't always have to be a toxic situation to make you leave but a lot of people right. as we said have been shifting the way that they think and Mm-hmm. They're looking for different careers. They're looking for different fulfillment. And so that's why we're also seeing a lot more people shifting after being at places for 15 to 20 years. They're jumping ship and they're figure, figuring something else out that makes sense for their life. And I think this is probably one of the first times in my lifetime where I've seen people take what would normally be a risk and it's now better for the rest of their life. So I'm hoping that we can help um, each other. I don't think the corporations are gonna be gung-ho about letting people you know, have the, as much freedom because it's not no. something that they're used to, um, right. if I'm being totally honest. And somebody's yeah. gotta keep the operation going. If that's how right. the operation normally moves, like some people are not used to change or are willing to, for change. We've seen through 2020, people yeah. are not used to change. People don't really want change. And so I think it's gonna be really hard and it's gonna be a situation where people are moving out and finding something that's better for them and then they're going to find people that move in and do what you weren't willing to do it's like a never-ending cycle i'm hoping it gets better but these corporations also got to feed themselves you know 
Yeah, and yeah. it's people wanting, you know, taking a stance for themselves, and you know, that's something we we haven't seen before. You know, there's been there's been butts in seats from nine to five and from whatever because that's something they felt they had to do. You know, they had to stay in these jobs that they hated that wasn't good for them and wasn't good for their mental, wasn't good for their family, whatever it was. But they needed that money, they needed that paycheck, they needed that income. You know, we've seen so many hiring signs. You know, I know we talked a little bit about um, on our call when we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about this week. The airline staffs, the strikes and increase and canceled yeah. flights due to being short staffed these these people are physically these pilots and these flight attendants are walking off their shifts because they've they're just going had on it. strike yeah. yeah and you know what um i'm really proud of a lot of people <laughs> and i i say that because i've done it before but i really think they're and i'm gonna speak as for black women specifically i feel like there's always been this um superhero trope of trying to always present yourself as being strong or, you know, kind of suppressing your emotions or, you know, just kind of going through things and avoiding self-care. I think that's Mm -hmm. constantly been the way that things have been handled in the workplace. And so you just think that that's just the way that they operate. That's just the way that things are. And, you know, I think 2020 opened up a lot of eyes to the fact that mental health is huge for people, especially after George Floyd was murdered. And now corporations all over the world had to see not only is it affecting them, but it's truly affecting their black employees at a a record level because we're in a pandemic Mm -hmm. and we're seeing this on a global scale. So I think that that's super women woman trope has to change and i'm really proud of the people that are coming out and changing that trope in my opinion and that's people that are athletes like simone biles and naomi osaka which we'll get into a bit later but man i think it's been long overdue to have to feel like you need to suppress your emotions in order to keep a job or always be stronger never ask for a day off or never take a vacation in order to advance your career because realistically you're really advancing nothing Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, yeah, you, if you don't own the company, what are you advancing besides stressing yourself out? And I mean, maybe your paycheck will be a little bit bigger. And it may not. So exactly. I don't know. I think that that is something that we're seeing a lot more of. And I'm excited that we're finally seeing us break through a little bit, but it's not without some rebuttals. There are a lot of people that are against this idea of putting your mental health at the forefront. They see it as weak or you signed up to do this kind of mentality. And it's really messed up. It's yeah. it's interesting. And I think, oh, go ahead, Chris. No, no, sorry. I know what I'm going to say later, so go ahead. Um, the stigma around therapy, counseling, mental health being uh, put in the forefront for our generation. I know I was reading something the other day, and it was like, you know, these generations ahead of us didn't talk about mental health ever, if ever. Um, you know, I know it's 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 in my family. You know, there was a lot of trauma that my mother had when she was younger with her with her you know father and her and her siblings, and they all never talked about it. My aunt tells me on the daily, like, your mom has a lot of pent up stuff, but she never wants to talk about it never every time we want to talk about the past she like literally won't do it so we call it self-care our generations like this is our self-care you know we need to take a step back because we need to take care of ourselves and the generations ahead of us Mm -hmm. are like you you can keep going you can keep staying in that job you can keep doing that you know I know when I was like you know contemplating what I was going to do when I moved out here you know my parents were like just get a job you just got to get a job you just got to do it and it's like well what if I don't like that job what if I don't want to stay in that job you know every time you know these conversations come up amongst you know like my 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 brother you know he just recently switched jobs but he wasn't happy in his other job so it's like these things my parents are like you still need that income you still got to get it you still got you know you butts in seats you know you got to stay you got nine to five you got to keep working and it's like no I'm not happy and I'm not gonna do that 
it's like us saying no. It, it, it is us saying no, and it's also emotional intelligence. I think a lot of people yes. in previous generations don't, not that they don't understand emotional intelligence, but they weren't taught emotional intelligence because they didn't have anybody no. uh, in front of them that really focused on that. It was always about putting food on the table and working hard and then you'll get ahead. Well, we've seen working hard and going to school and doing all the things right did not get us ahead. So we've had to be more creative in how we navigate life. And that also means we're taking more risk and we're being smarter with our emotions. I think each generation learns from one and we got mm-hmm. this terrible mm-hmm. stigma as millennials of being people that are jumping ship so fast. We're care- we're so weak and we're always you know, indecisive about things. But really, I think we're very clear about what's important. Yeah. And it's just not the same things that are important to previous generations. And if I'm taking a pay cut, I'm gonna take a pay cut and actually have better mental health. I'm gonna take a pay cut and take some time for myself because that's a better quality of life. So I think that's the change we're seeing. Yep, I know. I definitely can see say that. And um, I did take a pay cut, $18,000 pay cut. I've talked about it in the past. Um, but I am happier because of that. And also diversifying income is something that our generation has done and I feel like has helped that fear of leaving a job and like, oh my God, what if I lose my job? Or I'm, I'm afraid to leave the job because what if the next job is not good enough? Well, if you have multiple streams of income, you don't really have to worry as much. And I think we have all realized that as millennials and maybe we're better off because of it. I feel less fearful because of that. I could do Uber if I needed to or whatever I need to do on the side. Like with being a journalist, like I, there's many things that I can do now because I we are all so multifaceted as millennials and Gen Z too. You can be a TikTok star and you can also work at Starbucks. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> you can do it. And, and that's something that I, I really think the baby boomers, I don't know if your parents are baby boomers, my parents are baby boomers, um, were terrified of. And I remember when I got my first job at, t- and at TV, in TV, my dad was like, you need a real job until he saw my paycheck. And he's like, that's a real job. You need to be on TV more. Yeah. I'm like, dad, you need to relax. <laughs> like, as long as you're showing them you can make the money, then I think they're a little better off. But then the, that fear and lack mentality comes in. And that's just something that we as millennials have combated better than the previous generations. But I'm really proud. Yeah, I'm really proud of some of the people in the previous generations, though, for being able to pivot. It's taken a second. But mm-hmm. just like all of us, you know, we, we have to have some grace. Like there's going to be things we learn from the, the generation below us that we are going to have a hard time adapting to. Lord Jesus, it took a while for even TikTok and that's not even a Gen Z fully, you know, thing. So I can't completely knock our parents for not understanding because it, it, it's the unknown. But I will say, Kristen, similar to you, like uh, how many millennials can say that their parents don't know what the heck they do? They don't know. Yeah. Like they know you got a roof over your yeah. head. You eat, you're eating food. You're not, you know, you're not on the side of the right. road, but they couldn't right. tell their partner, their counterparts what you do for a living because we all have these creative jobs or we're doing multiple things. It's very right. different from when they were coming up. They're like, oh, I went to work in corporate America and I worked there for 30 years. <laughs> it's just yeah. not yes. that anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, Courtney works here, but she also does this on the side and this on the side and this on the side. And it's like, well, wow, they don't know how I we know, do someone, it. <laughs> even, even a friend the other day introduced me to someone and he was like, she's a, what should I call you? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, 
um, she's a host. And I'm like, well, I guess of many different yeah. facets in my life. But yeah, <laughs> sure, just throw that blanket over there. I'm like, maybe more of a producer, but okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, but it, that's just it. We're your blanket statements. Producer, producer of makeup, producer of TV, yeah. producer of digital, whatever it is, you know, like producer yes. of um, <laughs> an insulin shot or whatever, you know, whatever you do. <laughs> Producer of McDonald's, uh, Mac, Mac and Mac. That's like my favorite thing to say. I'm sure people that work at McDonald's are probably not caring that I'm touching on that, but maybe they do. I can't. (laughs) Besides that, we we do have some really people who have public jobs uh, that have really been getting scrutinized for some of the decisions they've been making. And we (laughs) tease it before that it's Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, but really during the olympics it's been simone biles and her decisions to step away from her team for the sake of her mental health and really when you're a gymnast it's not just about your mental health it's also Mm -hmm. your physical is at stake because if you're Mm -hmm. not there mentally you can severely hurt yourself so i've been team simone since day one when she said she wasn't going to do it but the rest of the world doesn't feel the same way because apparently we think we own athletes in america right Right. Um, you know, she she took a step away and a lot of people scrutinized her, you know, and one of the main things that I heard amongst all these Twitter like tweets and all the Instagrams and all the whatevers was that, you know, going into the Olympics, she was supposed to be the face of the Olympics. She was supposed to be the goat. She put goat on her sandals. She put goat on her leotard. She put goat everywhere. She was known as the goat. And, you know, they she did an interview and it was like, you know, they asked her like, you know, going into it, you were supposed to be the face of the Olympics. So like what you know kind of like what happened she's like that wasn't it for me like that's not why I took a step back it was because of this pressure that I had from you know the organization and my teammates even that I was the glue of this team and that is what stressed me out because Mm -hmm. when it comes to being Mm -hmm. shoved down your throat constantly it's a lot that you hold this team together if I have a bad practice then the girls do too if I have a bad attitude then the girls do too so anything that I did walking Mm -hmm. into those doors and onto that floor was you know, I was supposed to put on my, my, I'm a showman. I'm supposed to, I'm not. And she's like, I'm yeah. not just an entertainer. I'm not just an athlete. Like I'm a human person too. And I think that, you know, with feelings and emotions and, you know, this girl, I did a deep dive on her, her life. You know, she's had a lot of working through stuff behind the scenes that no one, she doesn't talk about it. And, and that's just, that's no, normal. No. It's normal. A lot of people don't talk about things that they're working on behind the scenes, but for her to be on such a, a large pedestal and having that that awareness to to st- take a step away, I think is what a lot of people are admiring about her. Because some people and don't. her aunt mm-hmm. just passed away. Yeah. Oh my god! Like so much is happening. But also, she could have gotten excited and into the hype and done the goat thing and been and like been you know just feeling that and all the fans giving her the love and her being like yeah it's me it's me and then getting there and being like holy shit like I haven't been around people in so long and now I'm on a massive world scale like everybody's watching me like you can you can fumble and be like ah I need to take a step back take a step back because I think people are saying well you said goat and you you did this but it's like people make a decision and then they want to come back they're like oh shit okay maybe I didn't mean that or whatever it is and maybe she had some regret there and that's okay she's human she can she's human but everybody doesn't see it that way when you've got Mm -hmm. endorsements and everything behind you and personally it goes back to what I was saying before with those terrible um, tropes as being super women is that black women have been taught to work twice as hard in the workplace Mm -hmm. and in all places that's just like the pressure growing up that you've constantly had so imagine having that and then having the pressure of the world on you at the same time you just feel like you can never 
fail. You, you truly feel you can never fail. So I think her taking a step back and really prioritizing herself when mental health is such a stigma and like a thing that we don't talk about in the black community, that was huge. It was larger than just athletics. Like I personally feel athletes have it a lot harder than athletes have had it in the past. Well, not a lot harder because there are some struggles that they've had, but I think a lot of athletes now have a lot more pressure because we have social media and they're constantly getting feedback from everybody, from your mama, your daddy, yeah. your grandma, your, even your little nieces at this point are talking about them. And as much as they say they block that out, they still see that because their families see that. So it's a little mm-hmm. different when it comes to them taking a step back because that also could mean that they're taking a step back from their money. They're not going to get as many endorsements if they're not you know, putting themselves out there constantly. So it's not just for the sake of your mental health. It's your whole livelihood now as an athlete when you make big decisions like that. So I'm glad that a lot of us are rallying around her, but for those that weren't and that are kind of bitching, shut up. <laughs> exactly. Um, Plain and simple. <laughs> the the thing that I think hits home for me is that, you know, I don't know if people really understand that there is, and I know we've talked about this multiple times before when we say where we felt the stress at, your body keeps score. Mm. Your body holds on to triggers mm. and things like that. And so, you know, for her, she's doing this so, like, she's she's an athlete for a reason normal people can't do what she does on the floor normal people can't do what she does on the beam the bars whatever she's doing these twists these complex moves your mind and your body need to be in sync or else she wasn't going to go home in one piece and that is something she said she was nervous about leaving on a stretcher or something because she just was not up to her 100%. And, you know, it's not how she probably wanted it to go because she was slated to win all these gold medals and she won a silver and a bronze. But it's opened up these bigger conversations and these bigger doors for a lot of other athletes. You know, there's been NBA players too, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin, um, I think Kevin Love, and even Michael Phelps, you know, was talking on the Olympics like broadcast and saying you know back in 2016 there was all those stories about how he battled with depression and suicidal thoughts as well so yeah. it, it it's opened these bigger doors and conversations but you still I think Courtney's right have these haters who come from every angle at you from social media and I think yeah. that's a huge huge problem it's a huge factor and that's what Olympians didn't deal with back in the day yeah. they just had television and and print you know well they now have multiple apps to attack people on (laughs) they had that i mean they had the pressure of their parents who wanted them to be great they had the parents uh, i mean they have the pressure of you know the endorsements that they have to make good on um but i feel like it's just it's truly not the same and i'm just glad that now they're coming out but one uh olympian that actually spoke out she was one of the youngest i think gymnasts that um competed and it was a really viral clip that had gone out around the time when we were supporting Simone and you could just see the look in her eyes when she was literally injured and her coach told her to keep going and thankfully you know she was able to I think she ended up doing well on it but it was long-term effects on her body and she was not able to compete at all anymore so I just think that you know it's it's one of those things where it's like are we really going to cheer somebody to their death or to like yeah. severe injuries and you're not going to be there when they have someone that and has what, to take care of them so exactly what do they get out of it nothing they what have does the coach get out of it the next person to then you know drill into the ground yeah you're disposable star? disposable and that's the sad thing about it it's like we've got to make wiser decisions it, like of course it's it's part entertainment and it's sport but these are real people 
These are not superhumans as much as we want to believe they are. They have a lot of emotional things they go through and it's even heightened, but we've got to give them, if they say that enough is enough, they know. And they are like the top mm -hmm. of the top. They're like at the fittest that any of us will ever be right. in our lives. If they're saying it's enough is enough, let's listen right. to them. So I'm all for more people saying no. It, something interesting that Naomi Osaka said was that she wanted to normalize sick days in professional tennis. So the pressure of disclosing her mm -hmm. symptoms. So after she said that she was going to skip Wimbledon, withdrew from the French Open, she was fined fifteen thousand dollars for threatened like and threatened with another suspension. She said, you know, it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to talk about it. But she said, you know, during the time that she said she didn't want to talk to the press, the French Open organizers did not believe her that she was not okay. They were like, what are your symptoms? What are you sick with? Blah blah blah. Whatever. It's like taking a personal day at work is normalized it's taking a sick yeah. day they're not asking you what are you sick with you just take your day and you move on and it's all is forgiven but when she says it it was is like it? they asked her they asked her 10 times what are your symptoms we don't believe you all corporations may give you your sick day if it's in a benefit but they are there are different corporations that will side eye you if you're taking something that doesn't fall under their category of why you need to be out and i've witnessed that in my career i rarely took sick days but the times that it was an inconvenience for others because you're normally the workhorse you get a side eye you don't yeah. get as many assignments you're not gonna get that raise you're not you're not gonna get all these things i'm just calling it out a lot of these corporations and a lot of places will abuse their employees and you're one of their top folks so it's just it's mm -hmm. one of those things that's so sad to see and I hope that Naomi gets those sick days approved for all athletes and no. that we don't have to disclose all of our stuff like can we scream HIPAA if they ask about <laughs> yeah. what's yeah, going exactly. on with our sick days HIPAA excuse me <laughs> HIPAA I don't care what no, it is do not ask me anything I don't care if I'm constipated and that's just a random thing to call in sick right. for I don't care if I'm constipated it's none of your business none none yeah none um, I, I think another thing that has helped, um, you know, these athletes who have come forward and who have been really transparent and who are, you know, almost, it's almost for the normal person. It's giving them the courage or the permission to allow themselves to acknowledge they're not okay. Because some people I feel like struggle with that. And when they see someone they admire, Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, uh, Naomi Osaka um, other athletes stepping forward and speaking out on a their huge platform and scale it's sad that you know it, it allows them that permission to be like okay if they're not okay i'm not okay but not realizing it on your own does that make sense a lot of people don't yeah. don't take the time to realize that or they keep suppressing it until it's too late and and i'm and i'm thankful for the people who are you know rallying and making these the issues more aware and more prominent and more um almost acknowledged and almost accepted you know it's like it's okay mm -hmm. it's okay to not be okay well, it trickles down to people like us and that are not Olympians, but it just it's it's a breath of fresh air. I know seeing it like I heard some comments from people I know and and but seeing it, I was like, you know what? This is great because now I mean, I already felt that way. I felt like it should be OK for something like this. And and just having it be on that such a global scale. Yeah, you're right. Like it will it will definitely what's the word open up the gates for other people to feel the same way yeah yeah make sure it's okay i definitely hope so um but one of the things that um got put out by a pbs article uh were these stats that 
prove that we're not quite there yet. But we are seeing that a lot more black women are saying no to toxicity and yes to their mental, mental health. Uh, one stat that stood out to me, though, was that in 2019, they found that 67.1% of black adults with any mental health did not receive any sort of treatment. Now, they went on to say that black women have long endured toxic work settings fueled by racism and misogyny. And there was another stat in 2018 that found that 68% of black women experienced workplace bullying. Now, this rate was even higher for black women whose identities intersected with marginalized religious and sexual identities. And this discrimination led to, uh, to adverse career effects like being demoted or threatened with termination. So a lot of these studies are very eye-opening, but they're not shocking. Um, it's just very sad that that's still a reality and hopefully that'll change. I hope that the new stats that come out in 2020 and 2021 are way lower because I really think that the panoramic made everybody kind of reevaluate. Let's hope so. Yeah, I don't and know about I know 2020. Yeah. I think 2021 maybe. <laughs> 20 maybe 2021, 2022. And yeah. Courtney's talking, you know, about Let's about the stats of Black women, and it's just you know us as women in general, um, you know, putting race aside. I think we've talked about it on the Breadwinner episode. You know, the 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 difference between male and women in a workplace, the the things we've had to overcome in the workplace. It's still like Courtney said, we have such a long way to go. We think we're making these strides, and they're but they're they're little wins, and we got to celebrate them when we. We can but these you know the stats she just gave us for black women I'm sure there's some for women in general in a workplace as well and that's just it's mind-blowing to think we're in the 20th century and we're still working in like a 1960s atmosphere in a sense because some corporations still have those higher-ups who are in that 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 mental there still but you know what it needs to start from the bottom up because and that's yeah. also why I constantly mention black women is because we're constantly and I'm just speaking for myself not not right. against anyone I'm just speaking for black folks um, but black women we're constantly at the bottom when it comes to wages work and we know that you know we are, are losing almost a million dollars in our f- entire 40-year careers because of that wage gap I feel if Ooh, we I start that stat you posted yeah I feel like if we work from the bottom up and we start prioritizing some of our marginalized groups then then we're really catching up because if we start, you know, making everything too broad, that's when we start just, okay, we're just going to tack all of this off for women. We're just going to tack all of this off for the LGBTQ community. Like if we start getting more specific on people that are truly marginalized, I feel like that's when we're making progress because right now for those stats to be so high, I'd love to see what other stats are, but for that to be so high for our minority, it just speaks volumes on discrimination and how things just have have to change. And when we're talking athletes, these specific athletes are black women. So that is, that's why I I was mentioning that. And I hope that we can change for all of us. But I think at the end of the day, we've got to start from the bottom. We've got to finally start from the bottom because it's long overdue. And it's but um, a lot yeah. of people aren't aware to start from the bottom. A lot of people think, OK, well, these people who are working from the 1960s who are in top. those mental need to change their corporations from the top and all these rules and all these things. And that's not how we're going to mm-hmm. get that's not how we're going to be successful. And that's why I think we're hitting this wall is because we have this this section of people who are like, no, we need to like go to our boss and we need to tell them what we want and we need to do whatever. I was like, no, we need to start normalizing talking about, you know, what needs to happen amongst our coworkers. I know we talked about this on a separate episode of like normalizing talking about salaries, normal talking about things mm-hmm. amongst your coworkers. It's not like you're in competition with them. And if someone is in competition with you, okay, I don't want to be associated with you. I need to work with someone who's going to be a teammate to me, a coworker yeah. who's going to work for the same things that I want and moving forward. Yep. And that's, you know, it, 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 if we lift each other collectively, yep. we will lift each other 
collectively. Yeah. Like if we're all coming together, we will only raise up together. And that's it, that's equal pay. That's, you know, just being transparent about what you're even making, like you were saying. Like that is my biggest thing. And I don't understand that. I never will. And I I, I, I know there's a hierarchy. I get that. And if you're asking just because you're curious and you're being drama, then you, you know, you shouldn't know. Right? Yeah. But if you're coming from a good place and you're like, hey, I need a ballpark so I know where to go, that should be acceptable. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You, the anyway. one thing I will... We're going on a tangent. No, but the one thing that I will say on all of this is just like amongst your friend group, there are going to be seasons where one is winning and one is not. Yeah. In those seasons yeah. where your friends are winning, you're cheering them on, you're cheering them on, but you're always knowing that on, at the end of the day, it'll finally be your time let's start lifting up the ones where we clearly see that they're not winning instead of like, okay, well, unless I'm winning, then this is not really, this doesn't help me. Like, are you saying because you live in a home and and that we need to just like look over the homeless? No, they're in a, they have a severe need. So let's help with that so they can get on the same page. It's the same thing. If you love your friend, then, you know, be there for your friend so they can get on that same level instead of constantly worrying about, well, I don't have that. The the man above me has this and I don't have that. Like, okay, well, right. th- we got LGBTQ people that don't even have, you know, rights in situations. They're not even getting the right pronouns. Mm-hmm. We got minorities who are not getting paid well. Like, okay, let's mm-hmm. all get on the same page before we start saying, I need a little bit more. Right. And I think that's the biggest yeah. thing is we're always looking out for ourselves. ourselves. We're all selfish. Yeah, We're all selfish. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I hope that I know we went on our little tangent, but truly, no. I'm so, so freaking proud of these women for doing something that's not easy. It's not something we've seen um, in my lifetime and our yeah. lifetime. So it's just incredible to see. And I'm also glad, Nick, that you're bringing up something that a lot of people can relate to on, you know, our identities in the workplace and adjusting because yeah. it's so real. Yeah, I think people just kind of hop back in that train, like Kristen said, and you're back on that hamster wheel and you're just kind of going and you don't really realize like, oh, shoot, you kind of go back and and conform to that comfortability that you were already at, um, you know, before the pandemic started and before all the shifts have happened, before you go through all the stuff you went through during the pandemic and you kind of just get stuck again. Some people may feel that they're stuck. At, they were stuck at that current job and they're like, OK, well, now I can't leave my current job because, you know, I don't have the I, there's a, there's no no one's hiring or whatever it was during the pandemic. And now that people are leaving. Mm-hmm. everywhere is hiring so it's like it's almost like it, god is saying like go do it do what you want to do leave that go job that you feel stuck in life. be happy you know these are the signs that some people need but like exactly like courtney said there's another double-edged sword for some people they can't they physically may not be able to leave mm-hmm. their current situation so it, it's tough but i do know for me i've just been doing little things to get back to what i loved doing you know my wedding took over a lot of my time um and now that i don't have that anymore i've been kind of lost of like where do I go? What do I do with all this time that I have now left over? So I'm slowly getting back into my routines and trying to do things that I remembered that like, oh yeah, like I freaking love doing that. Like, yeah, I freaking love taking food photos. I love learning about food. I love doing this. So that's kind of slowly what I've been getting into. Um, but it, it, it that's my best advice for anyone listening. Like if you just get back to those little things that you like doing, if you like, you know, watching your favorite TV show, do it. Don't feel guilty. Do it. I love that we're diving into mental health because I think it's so important during this time and, and that, you know, standing up and saying no and figuring out what's right for us in yourself and us collectively as a whole globe um, is important. And 
just bringing light to different situations where you can and lifting other people up is is something that I'm going to continue to do and I know my girls do that too and you know if you guys have anything further you want to talk about in regards to mental health or self-identity and where you're at with you know everything going on in the world always feel free to dm us hit us up let us know what you want to talk about with us and we will bring it to the pod and and dive deeper so that's all i have to say about that (laughs) i love you guys see you next i enjoyed this episode i did we'll (laughs) see you next week bye bye Start your week off with some Boss Lady energy every Monday. And send us your suggestions for future episodes. Slide into those DMs. And follow us on social media at Boss Lady Energy Pod. 